Welcome to this episode of our new AWS podcast series, Innovation Ambassadors. I'm Sarah Armstrong, and as Senior Manager for Worldwide Prototyping at AWS, I'll act as your ambassador to some of the most interesting engagements with our AWS prototyping teams. I'd like to welcome from ICON, Dr. Isaac Rodriguez-Chavez, Senior Vice President for Scientific and Clinical Affairs and Head of the Global Center of Excellence Strategy for Decentralized Clinical Trials. Welcome, Isaac, and thanks for joining us. And thank you, Sarah, for having me here today. It is a true pleasure to be here with all of you listeners. And also joining us from ICON is Lane Nichols, Director of Management Connected Health. Thanks for being here, Lane. Thanks for having me. And from AWS, we have Angela Lindstrom, Principal Technical Program Manager with our America's Prototyping Team. Always great to chat with you, Angela. Thank you for having me. So Isaac, for our listeners, can you share a little bit about the mission of ICON? Absolutely. Happy to do so. PRA Health Sciences is one of the largest clinical research organizations and one of the most prominent healthcare intelligence organizations. We actually have the mission of standing side by side with our clients and we strive to move drug discovery forward and help them develop life savings and life improving drugs. And we are innovators to help people and all the different partners and sponsors that we have uh, to deliver these medications we in a, under the regulatory frame. We are essentially, our values are human centricity, integrity, passion for what we do, and excellence, resourcefulness, and agility. Awesome. Now, Isaac, we've learned a lot about clinical trials in the last year and a half just by being part of this experience that the world has undergone and and looking for uh, vaccines, et cetera, for COVID. But can you give us a little context about what it's like to run a clinical trial? What are some of the key elements of a traditional clinical trial? And what's that innovation you're really trying to bring forth using technology? Well, so traditional clinical trials are typically conducted at clinical research sites, brick and mortar locations, and therefore they have limitations in terms of the number of participants that they can enroll in a clinical investigation. They are also uh, limited by the capacity of the site in terms of the personnel and in terms of the different equipment that they may have to conduct a clinical investigation. We are essentially at the next best frontier of clinical research. We are enhancing all the patient-centricity approaches, essentially keeping the participants in the ecosystems where they live, their homes, their towns, their cities, their rural communities. And we bring to the participants all of the technology, all of the activities that are connected to the decentralization of the clinical investigation. We leverage with the healthcare providers, the local healthcare providers, for example, the local laboratories, the local imaging services, the local pharmacies, to be able to deliver the different activities of the clinical investigation. And with that, we have technology such as Alexa that we can now deploy in the homes of the participants to be able to conduct multiple functions that we get that we will discuss in a moment. 
Right. Fantastic. So Lane, you've got this goal to really expand, it sounds like, the accessibility of clinical trials to a much broader population. And you're looking at not only that geographic divide that Isaac was talking about, but also accessibility from the standpoint of how patients are interacting with the systems that you create. Is that right? That's right. I think accessibility is a great word to describe the problem statement. And from our connected health organization side, we're looking at a whole host of tools. There's obviously consumer devices like wearables and activity monitors, and those are tools that started to be injected into studies. And our purpose or our goal is to create systems that fit any need from a study perspective so that any patient that shows up can have access to that clinical trial and and the study drug that's getting tested. And so how did you come to work with Angela and her team? From a technology perspective, you know, we've had a longstanding partnership with Amazon and AWS, you know, cloud infrastructure, um, you know, a lot of our our platform systems sit on AWS today. And I think the, the focus here was to take the partnership to that next level in creating services that go along with infrastructure to enhance the product and, and the the business that we're doing, you know, as a CRO. And so when you talk about running a clinical trial and putting technology into a study, there's there's a lot of service offerings um, that we can we can do. So you know, kicking this off a, a year and a half plus ago, um, it was really about how can we take it to the next level and and work with AWS from a services approach into those patients and into the study participants. So Angela, take us from there. You, um, you're working with Lane and Isaac and their teams. What were you going to actually do in this six to eight week prototype? Right. Well, luckily, uh, PRA already had a very, very um, capable mobile health platform. And we saw the challenge here of delivering uh, a voice mode on top of that platform to engage with patients uh, in a way so that it is a scalable clinical trials capability, multi-tenant for different studies and also different sponsors um, that is compliant with um, privacy regulations, healthcare regulations, as well as clinical trials regulations. And of course, able to integrate with the PRA platform and functional. So what were some of the approaches that we took to achieve those goals? We looked at Alexa, of course, because that is a very popular consumer uh, voice assistant. And we figured that, I I think that Lane had the idea that if we were able to leverage Alexa, it's a very frictionless or at least low friction way for consumers, patients to interact with a study. And of course, it's very valuable being that it already has the ability to, patients can converse with their device and the study. That was, uh, let's just say that we were a little bit early on in Alexa's health roadmap, especially for clinical trials. So we had to bring in other services from AWS to support that voice mode. And the primary centerpiece of that is uh, our Lex and also Connect so that we can use Lex chats with uh, patients instead of Alexa and also be able to store that information so that it is an auditable, compliant clinical trial study. And that was really important, Lane, for that regulatory requirement you had. Is that right? Right. And I think one of the, the things that have to 
mention here is that injecting technology into a clinical trial has a lot more steps and a lot more process to, I guess, vet it, to design it. So the account creation piece, the security piece, the regulatory piece, you know, those are all factors that we kind of had to take into account upfront and ensure that you know, whatever we're designing was going to be able to take it to the next level and continue on. Um, and it was feasible to inject into a, a study. You know, this takes time. It's it's a lot of the due diligence up front was needed to ensure that we covered off on all those bases. And I, I think we took a, a pretty conservative approach on architecture and, and the component trees that were being used as part of the prototype. And was that conservative approach, Isaac, something that resonated with you in layering in these different modes of data gathering for your patients? Yes, absolutely. And let me expand uh, on what Lane mentioned. There is a regulatory framework and there is a legal framework for the collection of data using this voice-activated service. And so the point here is, From the regulatory standpoint, this compliance, for example, with 21 CFR Part 11. From the legal framework is, for example, complying with the privacy laws. And the important item in all of this is to collect the information that is in compliance with the legal, the regulatory uh, framework that is essentially defined beforehand, before the technology and the trial is are deployed and that has a specific scope and circumscription in terms of protecting the confidentiality of the participants, the type of data that is being collected, the purpose of the data that is being collected and recorded for, and the extent of the collection of the data, uh, the utility, usability of that data, the integrity of the data the recording of that data, who is going to access that data, meaning the availability of the data is equally important. So all of these elements are taken into account even before we can deploy the trial and we add the technology. There is a a lot of planning that goes into decentralized clinical trials enabled by digital health technologies. All of these plans need to happen really beforehand during the design phase uh, to make sure that we adjust the technology, that the technology is really fit for purpose. Each trial is unique in terms of the needs and the specific solutions that need to be deployed. We need to have the conversations with our clients. We need to have the conversation, evidently, with the regulatory agencies. We need to do this within the legal framework and the regulatory framework. So it is an end-to-end service that we provide. There is integration of technology that is fit for purpose. We make sure that the technology really is integrative, that is operable, uh, that is multifunctional, and that fits in with the technology architecture that we have in our mobile health platform and other technologies at PRA Health Sciences. So there is a long history of partnership and collaborative work between Amazon and PRA Health Sciences, and we are really proud of having this collaborative work put in place in the form of Alexa to bring 
the next generation of clinical investigations to the hands of the patients. This is an exciting time. Absolutely exciting. And Lane, take us a little bit through some of the technology approach. So if I'm a patient and I'm participating in one of these clinical trials, what does that experience feel like for me? How am I interacting with the system uh, or the systems in a different way than how Isaac described that traditional brick and mortar visit to my doctor? And what were you trying to layer in? I think the first thing to understand is that when a patient comes in, you know, we talk about things like the protocol and the, the when a patient comes into a study, you know, the, the site and, and they're looking for a perspective uh, to enroll in that study, there's a script, there's a set things, you know, visits or data, we call it, but it, there's set um, scripted items that that patient and site have to do um, to collect the necessary information. And so today there's a host of mechanisms that are, you know, oftentimes those things are done in paper, but you know, we're trying to get away from a physical interaction needed model. And so we'll oftentimes we use mobile applications and studies to collect that data or do those tasks. Using voice, and our approach was really taking what we do today and augmenting it with a capability like voice collection um, that you can put a uh, you know a very familiar, very trusted uh, device like Alexa into a patient's hands to interact if they can't use a mobile application or if they can't document certain things in paper to interact and record those um, aspects you know, via voice. I think the interesting part about this is that that comes with a couple challenges. One is that the voice that's being collected is only what you need for the study, the script, the, what the protocol defines. And so one of the, the key architectural things um, you know, that Angela kind of talked about was using Lex you know, as part of a back-end Alexa service to collect that voice. That was really to... You know, what Lex did for us was to manage the script, meaning that you weren't just talking into Alexa and having to figure out what the patient said. Lex managed the script with a very clean question-answer scenario. And that kind of brings us to the other challenge is taking voice information that comes in and transcribing that into usable data sets. If you answer a question with a five-word answer in a voice interaction, how does those five words get transcribed into zeros and ones from a data perspective that gets able to be processed and used to measure progress or measure some what we call endpoints in the, in the clinical traumas. The goal here was to inject voice as another medium to collect information or to facilitate tasks, but the two challenges that came with that are how do you limit the voice interaction to only what is needed, and then how do you pull out the data from that voice and make it look just like the data that you would get if you filled out something on paper or used a mobile application to to do that same task. 
Angela, we often have this challenge, don't we, of how you create a system that is incredibly flexible, but also only collects those data elements that you need and that you're going to actually be able to run some kind of analysis on. What were some of the approaches that we took there? Yeah, uh, that's a great, great question. And as Lane said, uh, with a mobile app, you definitely have very discrete choices available to users. Could be multiple choice. It could be yes, no. Uh, with voice, we definitely try to design the interaction with the user, with the patient, very similar to uh, PRA's current mobile health platform for a particular questionnaire or diary entry. So with Lex, it does use natural language understanding to respond to the user based on their utterance and some pre-programmed intents. And in fact, with intents, you can also set a confidence score that if you think the user, this the speaker said, Apple, you're going to respond with how many versus something else. And you can assign a confidence score to that. So in that way, if you want to set a confidence score of 95% confident, zero to one, there that is, uh, you can certainly do that. And that will give you a threshold for your confidence that the user said, the, the patient said what they said. And that can then be recorded and absolutely auditable. The point that Isaac made about making sure that your study protocol is planned with the right regulatory agency for acceptability, that is something that certainly as a business logic, you can review with the, um, the FDA to make sure that it's an acceptable protocol um, before you get too far down the, the clinical trial study. And so there are techniques within even just Lex to be able to translate that kind of speech that you normally would think it's somewhat unstructured compared to a questionnaire to be much more structured based on logic that you can actually uh, control. Lena and Isaac, I, I think this might have been, you know, part of what you are trying to achieve. It feels uh, much more connected from the human perspective as well, right? Being able to speak about maybe symptoms you're experiencing, how you're feeling, having that feeling of connectedness. Was that part of what you were trying to achieve with bringing voice in, in addition to the accessibility aspects for folks who might have mobility challenges, literacy challenges, etc. There is a sense of empowerment. There is a sense of control that participants have when they are treated as partners in clinical investigations. There is a sense of trust. There is a sense of security. There is a sense of positive reinforcement and good experience when the participants are able to really be partners of the clinical investigation. Their experience matter from the get-go and the opportunity that they have to express their experience in the clinical investigation is critical for the clinical research enterprise. Some of the things that can be done with the Alexa service really are connected to electronic clinical outcome assessments. So those are the instruments that can and are utilized to measure how a patient feels, functions, and survives during the course of a disease and a clinical investigation, for instance. Alexa brings the opportunity to add these assessments in a more viable way and in a way that is less intrusive in many senses and enabler for 
people that have, for example, mobility problems. Examples that we can mention are ALS, Duchenne muscular dystrophy, Parkinson's disease, tardive dyskinesia. This is not only connected to using Alexa for equals or electronic clinical outcome assessments. Think about e-consents. Think about the potential for data handling, storage, uh, transcribing the data, and making it part of the clinical investigation. We can use Alexa for medical reminders. And in the future, think about reporting adverse uh, events of a clinical investigation, setting up telehealth visits. So really, this is the first iteration of something that is really transformative for the patient experience, uh, something that is transformative for the clinical research industry at large, and something that is a new trend, something that is here to stay. Fantastic. And Lane, it sounds like this was really just the beginning and the foundation of this broader vision that I think you you expressed it, Isaac, uh, as really breaking down that digital health divide we have in our country. Lean, where are we now? You worked with Angela and the team almost a year ago, I guess, a little bit longer. Tell us what's been those next steps along your journey. You know, one of the challenges is just harnessing and focusing the potential um, in the right specific areas. And so you know, we've proven through the prototype that we can collect, transcribe, record data in a usable way. The next steps are taking that and building the more formal productization, commercialized hooks into the PRA mobile health platform to interact in a real life situation or a real study between the, the PRA mobile health platform and the AWS different architecture components. So over the next coming months, we'll be formally building out those hooks, as we call them, into the AWS systems like uh, Alexa and Lex to put this into a real life study situation. Any takeaways from this journey that you've had along the way? A ton of takeaways. We're taking a consumer's experience and fitting it to a study. And I think the, the, the biggest thing that we want to ensure is that you know, the convenience factor that Isaac mentioned is maintained with that trusted consumer device. We want to maintain that convenience factor, but add the pieces that come with a clinical research that are very much the rigor. And so um, I think the biggest takeaway for listeners is clinical trials over time are going to get a lot more accessible and easier and more convenient. And, you know, as an industry, we all need to partner to enable that convenience to make studies more usable and so that, that more patients can participate. In the near future, we are all participants, we are all patients of clinical investigations, and our health journey matters. We are not split into clinical research, health journey, and standard healthcare system health journey. Our health journey is one, and the unification of our health journey in which we have access to the standard healthcare system and the clinical research, modern clinical trials, decentralized clinical trials enabled by digital health technologies is one of the best things that is happening in both enterprises. And it's a great time for us to be engaged and be part of this novel trend that is happening, that is historically 
transformative and that is here to stay. We have multiple organizations working together as never before. And that is great news for everyone, for all the uh, stakeholders engaged in clinical research and in the healthcare system and for the patients. And last but not least, we all need to be thinking about the patients and the participants of clinical investigations. Keep that at the heart. The safety of the participants, their convenience, their experience, their training to be able to participate in clinical investigations using these technologies is really important. We are here to be an end-to-end, fit-for-purpose providers of solutions that enhance the healthcare system, that enhance clinical research as a whole overall enterprise. Thank you so much for being here and sharing that inspiring journey with us. Lane, Isaac, appreciate your time and uh, really looking forward to hearing what's next and, and how things go with that first clinical trial. Thanks for having us. And Angela, always great to chat with you. Thanks so much for being here. It's been my pleasure. I'd like to thank our listeners for coming on today's journey with us. Innovation Ambassadors is a production of the AWS Media Series. Look for future episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite streaming platform. If you have ideas for future episodes or comments on this one, send us a tweet at hashtag AWS Innovation Ambassadors and share your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you.